0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Assalatu wa salamu ala ashrafil fil anbiya wal mursaleen Sayyidina wa nabiyina wa habibina wa shafi'ina Muhammad ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin Rabbish sadri wa yassili amri wa ahlu lakdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, our designer, our creator, the designer and creator and sustainer of the universe, of everything that it contains, our protector, our nourisher and we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger Muhammad the son of Abdullah sallallahu alaihi wa this week my brothers and sisters we have been deeply shocked by the terrible events the terrible blast that took place in Beirut in Lebanon that has taken many lives and has, and has caused widespread destruction something that is uh, we are of course not used to seeing and something that is terrifying if you actually uh, you know see the video see how it transpired and the magnitude of the blast subhanallah it was uh, incredibly terrifying uh, to see the impact and of course the impact that it has had on our brothers and sisters, on the residents uh, of Beirut, and the, the area of the blast, actually a very large area. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, forgive our brothers and sisters who have returned to him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to heal those who have been injured. And we ask Allah azza wa jalla to ease the pain and suffering of those who have been affected in any way. And our deepest condolences to our Lebanese brothers and sisters. Uh, especially those who have been impacted by the terrible disaster, whose family members and loved ones and friends have been impacted by this terrible tragedy. Of course, there are many uh, videos circulating of the blast and of its devastating impact. In the past, you know, news of such events would take days, even weeks, perhaps months to reach other parts of the world, right? In the past, and there were instances where uh, such uh, a uh, happened in the past. This was very, very large uh, in terms of its impact, in terms of the amount of ammonium nitrate that, that blew up. Uh, but there have been other incidents, other tragedies in the past. But in, the difference was that in the past, news would take days, weeks, sometimes months to reach other parts of the world. But today, it takes mere seconds. A video is recorded, is shared on social media, and can virtually reach nearly every corner of the world in an instant. And of course, there can be a number of benefits in this. In the case of tragedies such as this one, people are able to find out about it very quickly. And that can then enable them to mobilize help and offer support Uh, contact loved ones or those who are uh, in the area can reach out to their family members, to their loved ones who are not in the area and mark themselves or, you know, tell them that they're safe, mark themselves as safe uh, on some social media platforms as well. And um, in this case, uh, of course, we should be offering our support. First of all, our dua, uh, but also uh, financial support or any other support that we can offer. So inshallah, uh, part of today's collection, uh, uh, here um, at our uh, musalla for those attending Friday prayers, inshallah, we will be going towards uh, relief for those who are who have been impacted, and there are many people, thousands of people who have been impacted, tens of thousands potentially who have been impacted by this blast. Houses, you know, entire neighborhoods leveled or uh, severely damaged in a population in a country where there were already increasing hardships. Uh, with regards to the economy uh, and financial, uh, economic well-being of the people. Uh, so this is a devastating blow uh, for the people there um, that came, of course, so suddenly. Uh, many people, of course, have uh, lost loved ones uh, or injured. Uh, so the impact of it is, is, is uh, widespread. Therefore, inshallah, we should try our best to offer whatever support that we are able to offer uh, as brothers and sisters in faith and also as brothers and sisters in humanity, inshallah. Now, because of social media, the potential impact of sharing news is greatly increased, whether positive or negative. So we just discussed you know, some of the positives in terms of being able to help others, able, uh, in terms of being able to provide support. But while there are benefits, there are many risks and dangers as well. And the question becomes that when we come across a piece of information uh, on the internet, through social media or on a website, or on YouTube, what if the information is false, right? In this case, we know that this blast occurred, it is not false. We know uh, through numerous you know, reports, reliable reports, we know that it happened. And there's no doubt about the fact that it happened, right? This is uh, to the point of certainty. But in other cases, generally speaking about news that we find being forwarded to us or video clips that we find on YouTube uh, or even you know, news stories on, on news websites, The question is that what if the information is false? What if we are being presented fake news? What if people believe the false information? What if people believe the the, the fake news and act accordingly? So if we, if not us hopefully, but if someone were to perpetuate a lie or perpetuate a half truth and people acted accordingly, what would happen as a result? Now as believers, we must be concerned about passing on information. We must be concerned about the sharing of news. We are people who should be concerned when we are formulating an opinion, right, which can direct future actions. And what should be our concern? Our concern should be that am I receiving information which is accurate Am I passing on information which is true and accurate? Harith ibn Abi Dhirar was the father of Jawairiyah radiallahu anha, the blessed wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa He came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and he accepted Islam and he pledged to pay the zakat. Now as we know, the zakat is by the obligatory pillars of Islam, of the five pillars, an obligation upon all those who have the minimum amount of wealth required. So he pledged to pay the zakat. And he promised to go back to his people, to the Banu mustaliq and call them towards Islam and to collect the zakat from them as well. And he requested from the Prophet ﷺ that a collector be sent at a particular date to collect the zakat from him. So the idea was that he was going to go back to his people, invite them to Islam and they accepted Islam. He would, one of the things that he would do was that he would collect the zakat from them. And a messenger uh, would come, a representative from the Prophet would come and would collect the zakat from their people. And the date was set. But when that person would arrive. You're not going to be able to stand that there, brothers. It's not going to work for me. What's so he requested a collector to come to, uh, to collect zakat from them. Now when the date came, when the date came, no one showed up. No one showed up and he became concerned. So Harith ibn Abi Dharar became concerned that perhaps the Prophet wasallam is displeased. Perhaps the Prophet wasallam is displeased. Because it was highly unlikely that the Prophet Sallallahu would not keep his promise because the date had been given or a date had been selected that a collector would come and then you know that didn't happen. Now it turns out that the Prophet Sallallahu had actually sent a companion by the name of Walid Ibn Hukbar to collect the zakat from al Mustaliq. Now on his way there a thought came to him. Some of the commentators of the Quran say it was waswasa from shaitan. it was an evil inclination, an evil thought from shaitan that these are people, the Banu mustaliq are people who are old enemies. So there was enmity between Walid ibn Akbar and the Banu mustaliq in the past, before their acceptance of Islam. So this thought came to him that perhaps they might kill me. I am actually going to these people with whom I had enmity before, so it is possible that they might kill me. Now according to one narration, he returned to Medina, to the Prophet ﷺ, saying that the Banu mustaliq that um, Harith ibn Abi Dharar and the al Mustariq had refused to pay the zakat and that they wanted to kill him. He came back, according to one narration, and he said that they had refused to pay the zakat and that they wanted to kill him. And in other versions, it is said that he did go to the tribe and they were expecting the envoy of the Prophet ﷺ to come, right? Because it was the determined date for the collection of zakat. So they came out to welcome the envoy who was in this case Walid ibn Uqba, and to show respect. But when he, when Walid ibn Uqba saw that, he suspected that they may have come out to kill him on account of old hostilities. So he had, these, he had these preconceived notions, he had these fears, possibly that's what we understand, Allah knows best, that they were going to harm him on account of these old hostilities, this old enmity that they had. So he returned instantly, went to the Prophet Wasallam. And told him that his uh, suspicion was that they're not willing to pay the zakat and that they wanted to kill him. So you see in this case, that's not actually what happened. But that was his fear or that was what he was, uh, you know, his mind was going towards. And he accepted that as, or at least he presented that as fact to the Prophet ﷺ. Now of course this was very concerning to the Prophet ﷺ. Some narrations we find perhaps that he was very angry. That you know how could this happen that there was this accepted this uh, agreement that you know um Harith ibn Abi durar himself had accepted islam had promised to collect the zakat and to send it so you know how is it possible so the prophet ﷺ sent khalid ibn waleed in a group with him to confront the balun and to find out what's going on and to take care of them right if they're refusing to pay the zakat as promised all right or as the agreement had been made and uh, they they are not doing so, uh, then there has to be some action taken against them. So the Prophet sent Khalid ibn Walid and a group with him to take care of this matter. Now, on the other hand, Harith ibn Abu Dharar and his group had left to visit the Prophet to find out why no one had come. Because okay, so on the one hand, you see this misunderstanding is 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 coming into is is you know uh, manifesting itself. With Harith ibn Abi Dharar and some of his people coming to meet the Prophet ﷺ to inquire about why no one has come to collect the zakat. And on the other hand, Khalid ibn Walid being sent by the Prophet ﷺ to uh, take care of Harith ibn Abi Dharar and the Burr to find out what had happened uh, and to uh, take care of the matter. So either they met one another on the way and they found out that Khalid had been sent for them. And uh, they said that Walid had not come, uh, or perhaps they camped outside their area. I Meaning, Khalid bin Walid camped outside their area, and sent some informants to find out their condition. You know, are they still practicing Islam, or what is the situation? And they found that they were regular in their prayers, and there was nothing contrary to indicate that they had rebelled, or nothing to indicate that they had left Islam. Uh, so there was this, uh, the, 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 you know, this communication, or there was there, there was uh, this uh, uh, investigation, which revealed that what had been told to the Prophet was not actually the case. And the commentators of the Quran, مفصلون, say that this is when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala revealed this verse in Surat al-Fajr. <laughs> فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالَةٍ فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ That all you who believe, if a sinful person brings you a fasiq, if a sinful person brings you a report, verify its correctness. فَتَبَيَّنُوا, verify its correctness, lest you should harm a people out of ignorance and then become remorseful on what you did. right? So فَتَبَيَّنُوا, verify. Right? This is the key term here verify its correctness when news comes to you when you come to learn of a piece of information then verify its correctness lest you should you end up harming a people out of ignorance so if you believe fake news and you act according to this fake news you may end up harming others and then when you find out you may become remorseful on what you did Right afterwards, when you realize, oh, this was fake news, oh, this was false information, oh this was half truth, this was not fully correct information, and I acted upon it, then you will feel remorseful about it, perhaps. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning us: be careful about the news that you accept, and especially the news that you act upon and you pass on. And particularly when it has the potential to harm others, right? If it just harms yourself if it's something which is uh, you know not of great consequence okay then perhaps it's not you know as uh, as serious but when especially you are taking action that impacts others when you are taking action that impacts others then you have to be especially especially careful now the sahabi uh, here was referred to Walid ibn Uqba was referred to as a uh, uh, was referred to as a uh, sinful person how was he referred to he was referred to as a sinful person. Because that particular action was incorrect and sinful. Now the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were not perfect. They were human beings. They made mistakes. But when they did so, they repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah azza wa Jalla in the Qur'an that he is pleased with them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with all of them, inshaAllah. So that's the case for a Sahabi. So what about the news that we find today that we get from people today, especially when they are, you know, openly sinful and they are not believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, what type of, uh, what level of care, what level of concern should go towards such news when it comes to, I mean, this ayah was revealed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, uh, in ja'akum fasiq, referring to this incident that actually involved the companions of the Prophet who were the best of the people of our generation. Of course, after the Prophet the companions who are around him are the best of the people of this ummah. And this is what the Prophet or rather this is what Allah ta'ala is telling us with regards to what happened, this mistake that was made by this particular sahabi in this particular incident. So you can imagine what level of care or what level of uh, uh, warning would be given with regards to news that's received from people who are definitely not at that level, right? Who are, uh, are you know, openly disobedient to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, or are openly sinful, or who openly do not believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi عليه said, "The kafā mar i khaliban and kulli sami'a." The Prophet sallallahu alayhi عليه said that it is enough lying for a man for a person to speak of everything that he hears. And another narration. That it is enough sin for a man, for a person to speak of everything that he hears. So the Prophet is telling us that to just relay what we are hearing or what we are coming across, right, is actually a sinful act or can very well be a sinful act and could lead to a person to become a liar. And Imam al he says that usually a person hears truth and lies what happens usually a person hears truths and lies there's no person in the world right highly highly unlikely that a person will only hear truths. that a person will not hear any lies right? because your ears what you're hearing your eyes with which you are reading right they're getting all types of unfiltered messages right you're getting all types of information right you're hearing all types of speech Right, all different types of news coming from different sources so he says that usually a person hears truths and lies so if he speaks of everything that he hears if a person speaks of everything that he hears he is lying by telling of things that did not happen and lying of by speaking of something other than the way it happened and he does not have to do that deliberately in order to be regarded as telling lies so a person doesn't have to have intent what do we learn from this? that the intent to lie or to spread falsehood. Does not have to be there for a person to be considered a liar. Uh, that is a very important point. All right, now that doesn't mean we go and we pinpoint people and say. You're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar because you do this. Uh, but this is for ourselves to be careful. That a person doesn't have to have evil intentions. In order to be regarded a liar. A person could be simply narrating what they hear. Simply forwarding what they receive in terms of messages. Simply retweeting, reposting without verifying, without any evil intent, and still be considered a liar. Islamically, but still be considered a liar, simply due to their lack of diligence and verifying and filtering the news that is coming to them. Right? Simply by repeating whatever is coming to them, simply by sharing what is coming to them, to them a person could be considered a liar. Umar ibn Khattab anhu said, That beware of fitna, beware of temptation, fitna, trials for a word at the time of fitna could be as devastating as the sword. Allah, be aware of of fitna, of trials, temptations for a word at the time of fitna, for a word at the time of a trial, a widespread trial could be as devastating as the sword. Meaning a person could relay information which is false, could relay information which is not fully correct. Right? Information which is a lie, and that could lead to devastating impacts, which could be as devastating, as harmful as death, as injury that is caused by a sword or by you know a, a weapon. So when the stakes are high, one misunderstanding, one incorrect word could prove to be devastating. Al Hassan al basri he said that the believer reserves judgment until the matter is proven. What is the trait of a believer? That the believer reserves judgment until the matter is proven. And until the matter is not proven, a believer does not jump to conclusions. This is from the characteristics of the believer. This is from the qualities of the believer. According to Hassan al Abdullah That a believer should reserve judgment. Should not make a judgment until a matter is proven. So my brothers and sisters, the reality today is that we see, we hear many things. Right. When it comes to our news feed, uh, when it comes to our feed on whichever, you know, social media platform that you're using, when it comes to articles and videos and pictures that are being forwarded, uh, you look at WhatsApp, what is your WhatsApp filled with? Huh? Forwarded message, forwarded message, forwarded message, forwarded message. Uh, for the sake of Allah, my brothers and sisters, when you get a message, don't just select forward, select every single on your personal list, on your list, every single group on your list, and you in send. send. Boom, you'll unleash. uh, You unleash a message, you unleash the video uh, to hundreds of unsuspecting people. uh, More than half of them are probably getting annoyed. uh, But you're forwarding these messages. uh, Forwarded message, forwarded message, forwarded message. Please keep the messages to yourself. And before you forward, make sure that what am I forwarding, what am I posting, is it actually true or not? What if it is not true? What if it is not true? Then what? according to the hadith of the Prophet, right, could be sinful. And according to what we heard right here from Imam Al Nawialay, right, you find out that you could be considered a liar, right? And even according to what the Prophet said, right, by posting news, sharing news and clips and videos and articles which are not verified. So there are many things that we're gonna come across in today's time, right? Because we live in the age of information. But we also live in the age of misinformation and deception as well. Just as information has become more accessible, misinformation has become easier to to propagate, and deception has become easier to do as well. When it comes to video editing, when it comes to video editing, when it comes to the doctoring of images, it's very easy. Even a kid today can doctor an image. can make a picture look like something that that it actually isn't. Uh, Videos can be changed very easily. People can be made to say things which they have not actually said. Right? It's extremely, extremely easy today. Right? We see it all the time when it comes to production, right? Movies and videos and all types of things. Okay, So it's extremely easy today. So be extremely, extremely careful. Right? So you're going to come across news. You're going to come across theories. You're going to come across opinions about various matters, right? No matter what event happens in the world, there will always be some news that you're gonna find about it. Some opinion that's gonna be shared. Opinions that are gonna be shared as facts, right? False which are going to be presented as facts. Half truths which are gonna be presented as facts, right? Headlines which will misrepresent what the actual act- article actually says. Headlines that will be clickbait, right? To get you to click on videos and then the video actually won't be seeing what the, the headline or the, the title was saying. But all of this stuff is happening, right? What happens today? Read the headline and we share. We don't read the article. We say that somebody has said something based on an interpretation that is offered in the article. And you actually see what the person said. It's actually not what they said. By the way, this is not a new phenomenon. This is not a new phenomenon. Okay? You know, many people are engaged in polemics, in debates and discussions in various matters, including in religion. And they take at face value what a person has said about their opponent. But if you actually read what the opponent said in their books, if you actually read the context in which they had said something you may realize that actually they were seeing something very different. Or that was probably not what they intended. Intended, But because it was to the advantage of their opponent to take that out of context or to present it in a different way, that's what they did. Right? Unfortunately, this happens and this happens a lot in the past and it continues to happen today, but it just at a greater scale today because of the ease of access for information and or misinformation. So you're going to come across theories, opinions about various matters, right, about every matter. Even if it's something as terrible as this explosion in Beirut, in Lebanon, you're going to find theories, right? You're going to find different theories, you're going to find different opinions, even videos that will claim to show something, right? I'm not saying that it's necessarily false, but what I'm saying is how do you know that it's true? So what has happened is definitely true because we see it, there's multiple people reporting it, there are people on the ground who have seen it has happened. It's completely verified, there's no doubt about that. But the reasons, right, who did it? Why was it stored in that way? Who was behind it? What may have caused it? Right? Those things, Right? whether it's the explosion in in Beirut, whether it's the coronavirus pandemic, any incident you take, and sometimes I'm amazed, school shootings, any incident you take, there's always going to be people who are going to come up with some theory. There's always going to be people who are going to come up with some theory. In some cases, they may be true. I'm not saying that it may not be true. But the point is, that how do you verify that it is actually true? You base it on opinions, you base it on video, on pictures. What if the pictures are false? What if the videos are doctored? What if the statements that people are making are not true? Right? Know that there are many people with different agendas. There are many people with different agendas. It has always been. But sometimes, matters may appear to be clear. Other times, they may appear to be confusing. So be vigilant. And be cautious, because those with no morals, and there's many people out there, especially on the internet, who have no morals, they don't think twice before posting and spreading lies. It doesn't matter to them, it's fair game. They have no morals as a believer, even people of other faiths who are practicing, who have morals and ethics, they will think twice. They'll say, Okay, you know, maybe I shouldn't post this, maybe it's you know it's not true, I should be careful. You know, I may be taken into account. You know, I may have some, a face I have to face some consequences. You know, so people of faith, especially believers, you know, will be careful about things. But there's many people, unfortunately, without any morals. And they're not going to think twice before posting and spreading lies. And sometimes they may even justify it because for them, the, the the ends justify the means. As believers, the ends do not justify the means. Okay, you may be working towards a very noble goal, but you can't lie your way, commit your haram, commit haram along the way so that you get to your justified goal. As believers that's not that doesn't work for us. But there are people for whom that works. They think that my objective is very noble. I'm trying to achieve something which I believe is very noble, something very good. And therefore, I'm. it's okay if I lie, if I cheat, if I do whatever I need to do to get to my objective. So there's many, many people like that. And they don't think twice about sharing lies, about posting rumors, about spreading falsehoods. And then there are many people who will believe anything that they see, anything that they hear. So brothers and sisters, if you're unsure, take time to figure out before you spread any information or news. Talk to trustworthy persons, experts. Don't just rely on clips and videos and he said and she said. Because this creates confusion and potentially is spreading lies. And don't also rush to form an opinion and share. Rather be the person who spots fake or doubtful news in its tracks. Don't be a repeater or broadcaster of anything that comes to you. Stop it in its tracks. No one's putting a gun to your head and saying you have to forward your message to all your friends. Huh? Who's forcing you? Huh? Is anybody forcing you to forward all the messages to your friends? Uh, maybe it's a chain letter. Oh, such and such person saw a dream and in that way, and they said, if you don't forward it to 10, letter, 10 people, then this is what's going to happen, that's going to happen. Yeah, brothers and sisters, is all fake. Huh? Don't be so gullible about what, what, what is sent to you and just believe everything that is sent to you. Huh? Think, talk to people, ask. And if nothing, then don't don't, don't rush into it. Nothing's gonna happen, inshaAllah. Prophet reported to have said that at ta al 'ajratumin patient deliberation is from Allah and haste is from Shaitan. So don't uh, allow yourselves to fall into Shaitan's trap, you know, rushing into judgment, passing information that is unfair unverified, you know, without verifying it with someone who is trustworthy or uh, truthful and thus spreading falsehoods be very careful about this and it's also note and realize that it's not necessary to formulate an opinion on every matter it is not necessary to formulate an opinion on every matter right? if you have doubts it's possible sometimes we do have doubts you hear a story you say okay i'm not sure i'm not too sure about this okay but maybe you don't have any proof or you have very little proof or the proof that you have is not you know it's very flimsy it's not it's not real proof and keep it to yourself you can have doubts, you keep it to yourself. You don't have to broadcast it, you don't have to share it to others. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said famously, الآخر, what should he do? that whoever believes in Allah in the last day, let him speak goodness or remain silent. Speak good or remain silent. You don't have to say everything, you don't have to share everything. Right? You can keep it to yourself. Stay quiet. If you're not sure, if you have nothing good to say, keep it to yourself. Stay quiet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from falsehood and its evil effects. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from being used to perpetuate falsehood and lies. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to be fair and to correct our judgments. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanahu wa rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma laikal hamdu wa laikal shukru kulluhu wa ilayika yirujau al-amru kulluhu. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda, wala kalhamdu iza radit, wala kalhamdu ba'da rida. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barikus salim. Allahumma rabbana zolumna antusana wa illam tafirlana wa tarhamna lanakurana min alquasirin. Nasaluk Allahumma an tarhamana ahlana fi Lubnan, ya arhamurrahimin. Allahumma inna nasaluka li ahlana fi Lubnan faraja'n qariba, ya arhamurrahimin. Basabran jamila wa risqan wasi'a walafiyata min albalaya, ya arhamurrahimin. Nasaluka ya Allahu ya ghiyathal وَيَا أَمَانَ man of high and to and to reef feel of Nanya اللَّهُمَّ Allah who makes shif and who اللَّهُمَّ Allah who اللَّهُمَّ Allah Kulubihim. اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم ورحمهم وعافهم وعفو عنهم باكم نزلهم ووسع مطلهم وصلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقف الثوب الأبيض من الدنس يا رحم الراحمين اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدنيا والآخرة Allah, Mabana, to the Kulubana, Bada is the data of Hablanam in the Dunkarahma in Naka and Telwahab. Allah, Homa, Robana, Dolomna and Fusana, Wailam Tafilana, Waterhamna and Apuna and Namal Fasirim. Allah, Homa in Nana becoming Alfitani, Mahahara Minha, Wama Botan. Allah, Homa at the Fusana Tafwa, Wazakiha and Tahelum and Zaka, and Taweliuha, Wolaher. Allah, Homa in Nasalukara, the Dark or Jenna, when I Udu Safatika, when Nab. اللهم إنا نسألك مجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أصبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين ييدنا ومن خلفنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعل لنا من كل ضيق مخرجا من كل هم من فرجا ومن كل بلاء إن عافيا اللهم آمِن روعاتنا واستر عوراتنا وذرياتنا خواتمنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن أيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا يا أرحم اللهم ربنا هب لنا من وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماماً اللهم إنا بك من قلبنا يسمع I mean Nafsin la Teshwa, I mean Ainminla Yenfah Yahamarahimin. Allah, whom I inana all the becoming alhammy will Huzn, Lazi will Castle, Wal Bufli will Jubni, Wadalai Dani or Levit Rigel. Allah, whom of Finna be halalic and haramic, Baghina be Fadlika Amman Sivak. Allah, al I inana Seluka Hadel Mashala, Wahre Darah, Wahre Najah, Wahre El Amel, Wahre Thawab, Wahre El Hayati, Wahre Mamati, Yahamarahimin. Allah, whom of Ladina Sabahuna be ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غللا لذينا آمن ربنا إناك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم حرر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا رحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم وجمع كلمتهم للهقي رب العالمين اللهم حرر الفلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم احفظ منصر إخواننا واخواتنا في كل مكان يا رحم الراحمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين وصل الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رحمتك يا رحمة